Still, still with thee when purple morning breaketh, when the bird waketh and the shadows flee, fairer than morning, lovelier than the Sweet consciousness, I am with thee. Alone with thee amid the mystic shadows, the solemn hush of nature newly. Alone with thee in breathless adoration, in the calm dew and freshness of the morn. So shall it be at last in that bright morning when the soul waketh and life's shadows My father, HMS Richards, and I are happy to be with you for this worship service. We have visited in our travels many temples around the world. We've been in Rangoon, Burma. We've seen the Shwedagon there. We've been in various areas of India and in different countries. My father's subject today is a very interesting one. Listen now as he speaks on the subject, Temples on Earth. It's strange that with our modern science and marvelous inventions, modern men so often do not see God in his universe, merely themselves. The farther they look out into the infinitely big, the deeper they delve into the infinitely little. They see only their own accomplishments, worship only their own magnificent deeds, while the fact is that God is not far from them all the time. God is not merely behind the farthest star or the most elusive electron, God is everywhere. Jesus said, the kingdom of God is within you, Luke 17, 21. It was Colonel Lawrence of Arabia who, in his unique book, The Seven Pillars of Wisdom, speaks of an Arab sheikh who, after hearing a Western scholar recount the wonders revealed by the modern telescope, said, you foreigners see millions of stars and nothing beyond. We Arabs see only a few stars and God. Does God have a dwelling place on earth? Does he have a temple in which he is to be worshiped? For a few brief minutes, we shall speak of God's temples on earth. Divine instruction to build a temple or sanctuary, for God once came to a man called Moses. 
We read about this in several books of the Holy Bible, Exodus, Hebrews, the Chronicles. This temple or sanctuary, originally built by Moses, later on a grander scale by Solomon, was built at the direct order of God and according to his specifications. Now, when God made man in the beginning, he made man himself a temple, a living temple. Read Genesis 2, 7. Let us compare these two temples, the building which was in a sense God's dwelling place on earth, and man, the living temple. The ancient temple was built for God's glory. When completed, his glory filled it, so none could enter it. Second Chronicles 5.14 On the other hand, we read that man was created for God's glory. 1 Corinthians 6.20 Listen to these words, and as you listen, think of your own body as God's temple. The apostle says, Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you, and which ye have of God, and ye are not your own? For ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. 1 Corinthians 6, 19. If each of us is a living temple for the indwelling of God and for his glory, it's supremely important how we live. How do we treat God's temple? Is it ever defiled by a way of living, thinking, eating, drinking? God's ancient temple was cleansed from time to time, as we read in Hebrews 9, 23. A sacred and solemn service was conducted in which lambs were slain and blood was sprinkled. What about the living temple? We read in 1 John 1, 9, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Does our living temple need to be cleansed? In 1 Corinthians six eleven, we read, But ye are washed, but ye are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. In the literal temple on earth, which was a figure of the heavenly, the Father and Son had their dwelling place. Listen to the words of our Savior in John 14, 23. If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my Father and I will love him, and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. How solemn, wonderful is a human life like that. With such a statement wonderfully true, every one of us becomes supremely important. We are living temples. Jesus himself, who was our example once said, destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. But he spake of the temple of his body, John 2.19. Every Christian is a temple of God. In the ancient temple of Solomon there were two apartments, the holy and the most holy. So in every human being, there's not merely the intellect, but the affections, the emotional life. Let us speak first of the holy place in the ancient temple. Coming into it from the east, the holy place was entered first. So it is with us. We comprehend, we see, we understand God's gospel offer, the truth of his word. But it's only when the spiritual life is awakened and we obey from the heart that we are truly his children. The apostle Paul, speaking of those early Christians in the city of Rome, said, but God be thanked that ye were the servants of sin, but ye have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered you, Romans 6, 17. We must not only comprehend God's truth, we must not only see the wonderful and harmonious outline of scriptural truth, but we must from the heart, from true love, obey it and receive it as applying to us and as our very own. As one entered the holy place in the earthly temple, he saw on his left the beautiful seven-branched candlestick 
giving light to the whole golden room. You read this in Exodus, the 40th chapter. So in the temple of the human heart, God's holy word brings light. As we read in Psalm 119, 130, the entrance of thy words giveth light. It giveth understanding unto the simple. First of all, God appeals to our reason, as we read in Isaiah 1.18. Come now, let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Now it's reasonable to accept his truth. It's reasonable to believe. On the right side of the holy place of the ancient temple was the golden table on which were the twelve loaves of showbread or bread of God's presence. So in God's living temple, we are to feed upon his divine truth. We read this in Jeremiah fifteen sixteen: Thy words were found, and I did eat them. And thy word was unto me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. We are to feed upon the word. That is our spiritual food. 1 Peter 2. In the first apartment of the ancient temple, Immediately in front of the dividing veil which separated the holy place from the most holy was the golden altar where the holy incense was offered morning and night. So Christians are to offer prayer and praise to God. We read in Philippians 4, 6, Be careful for nothing. That means worry about nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. The prayers of God's people are represented by the sweet incense which ascended from this golden altar of old. In one of his visions, the Apostle John speaks of the smoke of the incense, which came with the prayers of the saints and ascended up before God out of the angel's hand. That's Revelation 8, verse 4. Radio friend, does this incense of prayer arise from the altar of your heart? Prayer is true prayer when it's your own prayer the expression of your own needs and your own hope, your own communion with God, the infinite. As George Santana put it, prayer is not a substitute for work. It's not the lazy who are most inclined to pray. Those who pray most are those who, having worked hard, find that they need help beyond their own powers. Talk to God in your own way, anytime, anywhere. Ask him for help. Yield your heart to him. Tell him your problems. Thank him for his goodness. That will be prayer, real prayer. and will ascend like incense to heaven. Now just two more important points about God's temples. In his literal temple of old, the one Solomon built, the most holy place was the very center of everything. There in the holy golden ark were the tables of the law, the Ten Commandments, written on stone by God's own finger. You read that in Exodus 24. Now we see the beautiful parallel. In every Christian's heart, the law of God is written by his Holy Spirit. The scripture actually uses those very words, the tables of the heart. To prove this, read Hebrews 8.10. Listen, I will put my laws into their mind, write them in their hearts, and I will be to them a God, and they shall be to me a people. This is God's promise to you and me and every believer. The other text is 2 Corinthians 3, verse 3. Here the apostle tells us that we are an epistle or a letter of Christ, written not with ink, but with the Spirit of the living God, 
not in tables of stone, but in the fleshy tables of the heart. There you are. Is the holy law of God written in our hearts? God knows, and others may know, by the way we act. For the scripture says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Proverbs 23, 7. What are we like inside? Well, what we are inside will soon be known by others outside. If the holy law of God is written by the Holy Spirit in our hearts, we shall be obedient to it. It will be only natural for us to act out its holy principles and truth. Last of all, we mention the historical truth that when the ancient temple was dedicated, the presence of God as a holy light or fire appeared between the two golden cherubim or angels that were over the mercy seat covering the tables of the law and remained there as long as God recognized that temple as his own most holy place. What about us? Again, we refer to 1 Corinthians 6, where we're told that Christians are the temples of the Holy Ghost and that the Spirit of God abides within them. The Holy Spirit lives in every Christian unless he has been grieved away by an evil life. This is why a Christian should put away every wrong habit. We should constantly remember that we are living temples and that God by his Spirit lives in us. This will make life different, make it holy and wonderful, glorious, happy, successful, filled with overcoming power. So the question is asked, does God have a temple on earth today? And the answer is yes, a thousand times. Yes, ten thousand times. Yes, 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 many temples. Every earnest, sincere Christian is a temple of the Holy Spirit, and the very presence of God abides within him. Robert E. Spear tells of attending a church down on Mercer Street in New York City years and years ago. It was located on a little pocket of a street between Broadway and University Place, near Washington Square and was called the Church of the Strangers. Very few people attended, but the old pastor stood before them and bore his message faithfully. He once used this illustration. A French soldier in the wars of Napoleon had been shot in the breast and the surgeons were probing deep for the bullet. It was before the day of anesthetics and as they cut deeper the poor man felt the cool air around his heart. He looked up at the surgeon and said haltingly, Doctor, if you cut much deeper you'll touch the emperor. You see, he had him in his heart. If Napoleon, an earthly emperor, could command such loyalty, how much more should our emperor, the king of kings, by his Holy Spirit, command our loyalty? Yes, we're living temples. He dwells within us. Will you have him as your savior and your king? There's one thing that we can do about God's living temple. We can open the door and invite him to dwell within. Shall we not do that just now? O Lord of space, of earth and sea and sky, thy word created all. Each blazing star and all the host of heaven marching high flamed forth and were and are. O Lord of space, thy constellations bright and whirled electrons of the atom sod make their procession through creation's light about the throne of God. O Lord of space, the heaven of heavens above thy dwelling is, eternal king thou art, and now more wondrous still, the Lord of love forever in my heart. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea, Oh,
And Lord, haste the day when the faith shall be sight. The clouds be rolled back as a scroll. The trump shall resound, and the Lord shall descend. Even so, even